0: everyone and welcome to another episode of the NFCAST where we talk about things that matter. I'm your host Manur Kadir, and in this episode I will be joined with a very special guest to discuss all things water management. So stay tuned. and welcome to another episode of the Enfcast. Hope you're all doing well and keeping safe. So this episode is all things water management. Water management is basically the control and movement of water resources to life and property and to maximize efficient beneficial use. Having appropriate manage- water management is key to not only achieving SDGs, but also help countries face issues related to water in the face of climate change. So, to discuss this further, I have a very special and a very first guest for this episode. She is a recent master's graduate from the University of East Anglia in environmental science, and she also did her undergraduate in environmental science from Portsmouth University. She's extremely passionate about the environment, and her research focuses on grey infrastructure for water management. So, let's hear from my good friend, Somya Shah. Hi
1: Manur, thank you so much for having me as a guest. Uh, And I'm so excited.
0: Thanks for being here. I'm so excited as well.
1: Yay. Um, So yeah, this is a great discussion to have. Um, And um, so I'll just start off with introducing myself. So hi everyone. Um, I am a recent graduate in environmental sciences as Manur mentioned. But I've also specialized in environmental impact assessment, um, GIS, sustainable consumption uh, and gray infrastructure, which is mainly wastewater management and green infrastructure, which is mainly integrated constructed wetlands. So basically, I've always been water focused, perhaps stemming from the fact that my undergraduate research looked at ecological impacts on an alkyne saline lake in Kenya. And having looked at the problems I researched, it prompted more curiosity into the possible solutions that could be applied, which combined people and nature, that is, engineered water management solutions. And to our listeners, I would just want to give a slight introduction to what gray and green infrastructure mean. So gray infrastructure is basically defined as human engineered infrastructure for water resource management. Uh, the use of the color gray is indicated that most of these structures are made of concrete. Uh, green infrastructure is defined as an interconnected network of open green spaces that provide a range of ecosystem services, including natural vegetative systems and green vegetative technologies located in urban, suburban, or rural areas. So examples of such infrastructures can include constructed wetlands, rainwater harvesting, urban agriculture, amenity green space, and bioretention curb extensions and sidewalks, amongst others.
0: Oh, that's really fascinating, Um, especially the whole thing about gray and green infrastructure. Uh, I also had uh, the pleasure of reading your dissertation, which was, again, really inspiring and really well-written. So, And especially the fact on how you explore integrated constructed wetlands to improve and cleanse water to reduce the impacts of eutrophication. So could you please tell us more about that?
1: Perfect. Uh, thank you, firstly, for reading my dissertation. So excited that someone, you know, had a chance to go through it all. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you didn't get bored.
0: No, it was so, it was so good. So it was really interesting the whole time, so it was good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Perfect. So yeah, so basically my Master's research is, was focused primarily on assessing the sewage effluent nutrient removal efficiency, wow, that's quite a mouthful, um, of an integrated constructed wetland, which is a form of inf- green infrastructure. And it was based in Norwich, UK. Uh, what it means is, is essentially looking at how effective it was to pass treated sewage effluent from a nearby wastewater treatment plant, through an artificial wetland system and then compare the chemical makeup of the processed water before and after for three essential nutrients, nitrates, phosphates, and dissolved organic carbon before it was let into the nearby river. So these aforementioned nutrients are actually quite notorious for causing eutrophication in freshwater habitats, including rivers and lakes. And the research uh, results were used in the decision-making process for a further 20 to 25 integrated constructed wetlands, which are planned for implementation across the Norwich region, uh, hence having crucial importance in informing future policies for local water companies. So after conducting some field work and laboratory work, because as you know, because of the ongoing pandemic, there were quite some constraints for that. Um, I was able to determine that nitrate and phosphate concentrations were reduced significantly in the treated sewage effluent, which passed through the integrated constructed wetland, but dissolved organic carbon levels actually increased. And I also conducted some more pioneering research and found that seasonality also influences this green infrastructure performance, which is it's more efficient in the summer and spring than in winter. However, this is a whole new concept that still needs to be further researched. But all in all, it was a pretty interesting um, experience and um, fieldwork research experience. And it just showed that there is possible possibility in the integration of green and green infrastructure, which is, you know, quite exciting to me as a water scientist.
0: Yeah, that is that is really exciting, especially how uh, your results could be used in decision making processes. So it's a very significant uh, moment, you know, to, and, and also really important. So uh, so it would be like a huge thing in terms of water management, which is great.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Thank and, you.
0: And I think they are also being used in other parts of the UK as well, right? Um, in Ireland. and
1: Yeah. yeah. The, uh, so it, it basically, I think, started um, in the north of the UK and it's come down into the south. Uh, And it's just, you know, recently developing in many different areas around the UK, just Mm -hmm. because uh, at first there were not as many and not a lot of people were actually open to this idea uh, of artificial wetlands um, and how basically they would work. But once, you know, we carried out research and there have been some success stories in and around the country, I think it's just, you know, really pushed um, and gained momentum. And uh, the success stories, you know, are also not just in environmental preservation, but also economically, they're pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Because while I was also reading for this, it it was great to see how they like bring in biodiversity as well as the human aspect together in order to improve water quality. So that's amazing. What role does grey infrastructure play in achieving UN SDGs?
1: Wow, that's actually actually a pretty, pretty amazing question and so relevant in today's time. So the role of grey and green infrastructure, according to my personal opinion, is pivotal in achieving the UN SDGs, particularly for goal six, clean water and sanitation. The overall use of grey infrastructure, including dams, sea walls, water treatment plants and pipes, amongst others, has definitely been around for much longer with a larger reach. However, recent research carried out in the Western world has established that having a focused use of gray infrastructure is not completely efficient in water management. Uh, there's been increased integration of green infrastructure, such as integrated constructed wetlands. A report by the global consultancy, Mott McDonald, determined that places like New York are actually including more elements of green infrastructure alongside renewing the existing gray infrastructure as an approximate $1.5 billion can be saved through this integration. Another example is found in the 2018 Synthesis Report on Water and Sanitation by the UN which advocates for the synergistic use of both green and grey infrastructure as part of nature-based solutions as it maximizes benefits and system efficiency whilst minimizing costs and trade-offs. It also goes on to say that water management still continues to be dominated by traditional human-based gray infrastructure and remains to be underutilized by nature-based solutions, which actually include gray inf- green infrastructure. And this is particularly applicable for the developing nations where incorporating indigenous local knowledge with appropriate green and gray infrastructure will lead to sustainable management of resources, particularly water, and on the whole, most habitats. Another example of the potential use of green-gray infrastructure is actually highlighted in the recent research paper by Mulligan et al. 2020, in which they investigate basing gray-green infrastructure in Kibera, Nairobi, an informal setting. Uh, So the results show that involvement in the co-development of small-scale green infrastructure changed people's valuation, reception, and stewardship of nature-based systems and ecosystem services. These results can have huge implications for larger scale adoption, um, integration, and management of urban drainage infrastructure, which is much needed in Kibera. Uh, It also suggests that hybrid systems of infrastructure and governance constitute a resilient approach to incremental and inclusive upgrading. So on the whole, there is definite traction into integrated use of gray-green infrastructure in achieving the UN SDGs. Again, particularly aligned to achieving goal six of clean water and sanitation.
0: Yeah, I 100% um, agree with that. And um, especially when you said that how, you know, it's dominated by so far like gray infrastructure and for the developing countries, because I know Pakistan has a big issue with wastewater and seeing that kenya is already you know moving towards green and gray infrastructure there is hope for other countries like pakistan because they only know like the you know typical wastewater plant treatment so i think with the wetlands with the tertiary treatment it could be you know a great advancement in improving water quality there as well because 80% of the population there have unsafe water so I think wow. uh, it's, yeah, it's a great- No,
1: absolutely. And I completely agree. Um, and, you know, great example of bringing out Pakistan because it is part of a lot of the, uh, you know, other countries in Southern Asia, uh, which have a huge problem with drainage and, you know, uh, water treatment. And again, like you said, uh, tertiary treatment and wetlands, you know, are very... um integrated with people. Uh, there's a lot of local indigenous knowledge that can be used. Um, and I would also like to add that it's it's also sort of moving towards the circular economy concepts, you know, a sustainable way of treating water, uh, whereas it, you know, provides lots of other advantages and not just water treatment. Uh, so I feel like this uh, application in Kibera will be a great um, example for other areas which have a lot of informal settlements such as the, the Ravi slum in India as well. Um, and I feel like you know, starting somewhere and having a pilot project run through and seeing what you know, issues come up and what we can improve in other places uh, can then later be tweaked in the other locations. And I think it will just be a fantastic application of this amazing technology.
0: Exactly, and it, it would be so sustainable and cost-effective and it also considers the environment. So that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, thanks for your input on this. I think this is like the closing bit of the episode. So yeah, I think once these are developed, it would be a great solution to water and the issue of water related to climate change as well. Yeah. So what would you, you know, do you have any things, any advice on what individuals can do to help this?
1: That's a great question. And thank you so much for asking that, because uh, it's, you know, super relevant. Um, so I just firstly want to, you know, go digress a little bit and just sort of discuss what I feel about the importance of green and green infrastructure. So green and grey infrastructure actually play a very large role in our everyday lives. Um, There is no, you know, settlement or residential areas built without adequate drainage. And that goes even for office complexes and a lot of the, uh, you know, buildings that are being built now. Um, uh, And also the water resource management has actually become a crucial part in sustainable development globally. It is part of the wider dialogue now. So the development of new eco-friendly management technology continues to grow and with it the opportunity for scientists like ourselves to make valuable contributions having large-scale impacts and this applies to a wide range of factors such as employment, ecosystem restoration, business case feasibility and the general aesthetic appeal. With the contribution of my personal research in this field I remain very optimistic on the continued development and use of green grid infrastructure in water management and can't wait to see what its future holds. And now coming back to your you know, main question of what individuals can do, I feel and I hope to see a cross-generational involvement in this field. I you know, do not think that it's only for scientists like you and I uh, that can do the things that are meant, required to be done. I feel like the everyday person can also get involved. It can just be something as little as finding out where your water goes to uh, and what your water treatment plant is doing, what your local water companies are doing in regards to their, you know, water management technologies. And perhaps a lot of, uh, for an example in the UK, a lot of, a lot of these wastewater plants are actually based next to farms, and what they've done is asked the farmer and rented a little bit of land from the farmer where they've developed this wetland. So it's you know benefiting both the company and the farmer. And I feel like you know if such things can be tried out as pilot programs around the world to see how you know better we can use the land or even if it's perhaps barren land that we can convert into an artificial wetland and you know place a wastewater plant nearby and have the process sort of go on. I think that that would be great, and such things actually involves you know a wide range of people. Again, coming back to the point of cross generational, where the older generation has you know a lot of input on how the land has been and you know what is good, what is not, and the younger generation comes into technology, even perhaps with the funding required. So it's it's an open for all, and water is crucial for everybody uh, on on this planet. So I feel that everybody deserves and should get involved in this. Oh,
0: that is really, um, that is so true. And they're really integrated because considering that they're all social, bringing the older generations, the younger generations and the environment, especially when you talked about the farmers, how it benefits not only the company, but also the farmers. It's a great way. And especially in countries where they're dependent in ag- um, in agriculture and uh, uh, water. So that would, it's a great initiative to put forward. And like we can, everyone can join and take part in it to help, you know, start the conversation and to help it grow. And it's also really inspiring to see how your research is contributing. So that is um, really great as well. Um, yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, and, you know, of course, you did doing- amazing stuff as well. And I'm just excited that I got this opportunity and chance to, you know, talk about this. So thanks so much for having me over and being a first guest, I'm so, so honored. Uh, this was so great. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm like, I'm honored to have you on AMFCast, like to be the first guest. So thank you for being here and talking about such a crucial topic. So yeah, thanks for all the input and the insight. It was great having you. Awesome. Yeah, okay.
1: Likewise. Cool.
0: all right so um this is us i'm signing off the of class thank you for all of you for listening this week uh, see you next week bye 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 everyone bye